Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is episode 17 of the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony. Sitting right across from me as always is my pal DeQuincy. Hello, peeps. And we're working on another episode featuring our <laughs> NFL preview. And today we're looking at the AFC West. Yes, yeah, so you listened to our last podcast. basically broke it down with one, good, one great team, two middling team, and one terrible team. So, uh, since it's alphabetical, we can't spoil anything. We're going to start with the Denver Broncos. Last year, the Broncos won 13-3, and made it all the way to the Super Bowl, where they, of course, got blowed out by the Seahawks. <laughs> um, let's see, what exactly did they do? They uh, signed DeMarcus Ware to a three-year contract. Uh, signed uh, wide receiver Andre Caldwell to a two-way, two-year contract. Signed Emmanuel Sanders to a three-year contract. Mm, let's see. They lost Eric Decker. They lost Eric Decker. During the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and beyond. <laughs> You're holding on to that. that <laughs> it's just funny. Um, they also exercised their 2015 option of Von uh, uh, Miller. Uh, how do you feel about their team before we go? Well, look, they have Peyton Manning, so that pretty much says all you need to know. Uh, they very true. They're, they're going to be back in the thick of it. And they'll more than likely win the division. And more than likely... Don't give it away yet. <laughs> uh, advance pretty far in the playoffs. And as long as Peyton Manning is still going strong, um, it really doesn't matter where he's playing for the most part. You think he's, they have the best collection of wide receivers in the league? I do. <laughs> you think about it for a second? Yeah, um... Yeah, right now it's I guess the the overall it's quantity. Thomas and West Walker starters, and so you got Andre Caldwell's backed up on their um, right now on their uh, depth chart, and also uh, Julius Thomas. Julius Thomas. So overall, receiving is, is I mean, a, a great strength of theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost Noshawn Moreno as their starting running back. Went to Miami, mm-hmm. and who's Assuming the role of running back, uh, Monte Ball, Monte Ball. Okay, I mean and Ronnie Hillman back in Ronnie Hillman back in. I mean, it really doesn't matter at this point because it's it's a it's a Manning first offense, mm-hmm. and that doesn't really really leave a lot for for them to run with. So, uh, you know, it'll be they'll have their moments, but this is this is Manning's show, really. You're right about that. Uh, let's go to the office, offensive side of the ball, speaking of Manning. Last year, the Broncos were first in Shocker. passing. I know, so surprising. 15th in rushing. Wow. First in passing. After your quarterback has the greatest statistical season any quarterback has ever had. Where How you, surprising. Where do you go from there, though? I know, honestly, you probably take a step backwards. Yeah. Um, how many touchdowns? Last year, Peyton Manning. 68.3% uh, completion percentage, 55 touchdowns, t- only 10 interceptions. And I guarantee you he's still ticked off about those 10 interceptions. Yeah, probably. Can probably, all name, can probably name all 10 interceptions and what he should have done to, um, <laughs> to not roll. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what else can you say? I mean... Look, he's he's gonna play as long as he wants. He's gonna play to his forties as long as his neck doesn't give out. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I mean, he's healthy mm-hmm. currently for now, and he's the best quarterback in the league with some of the best uh, receiving core in the league. Yeah, and he has a great offensive line that's healthy because I believe last year they were missing Ryan Clady, and I also want to say one other guy got hurt as well. Uh, it was Vasquez, I believe. But yeah, their offensive line is intact. He's had the best weapons he ever had. The only question mark is Monte Ball. And how well will he pick up blitz, uh, blitz, blitz packaging? Um, can he protect Payman in blind side defense and six or more rushers? But, I mean, that's a good problem to have. That's the only problem. Absolutely. And, you know, Manning equals no huddle offense. So, I mean, yeah, he does typically have a lot of time in the pocket, but I think if a play is going to – he already knows if a play is already broken, and he's just going to get rid of the ball um, instantly at this point. So, you know, worrying about the blind side isn't – shouldn't be that much of a problem for him. Uh, but like you said, it's, it's not bad if that's the only problem you have to worry about. How much are they going to miss Eric Decker? Um, in, in all honesty, some. Mm-hmm. I, look, he, he had two. He's already had two years with the guy with Manning. I mean, in two years, you build a, you definitely build a, a rapport with with Peyton Manning, and fancy SAT word rapport. Right, right now, kids. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, his his presence will be missed. I mean, he's a guy that that could that Manning could rely on as well mm-hmm. uh, up until the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. but. You're not gonna let that go. <laughs> I'll take my jabs here. And there. You're taking your jabs at one guy when no one in in a orange uniform showed up. On that game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, I mean, anytime you lose lose a guy that was you know part of the puzzle mm-hmm. and getting you to to the very top, it's it's going to be a loss regardless. Do you think um, Andre Caldwell or Jacob Tammy can make up for the loss of Eric Decker? Uh, absolutely. I mean, Manning, you know, can work with just about anybody because because it's 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 his way or the highway. You know, he's not going to put up with any kind of um, any kind of drama that any player may bring. He's going to he sets the tone for that for that offense. And he's definitely the best in the world at quarterbacking. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Last year, the Broncos were twenty seventh against the pass and eighth against the rush. Well, just another huge discrepancy. <laughs> yeah, uh, you think about that, like they're eighth against the rush. Oh, I'm sorry, they were what twenty twenty seventh against the pass, and then they go out and bring in Von, uh, not Von, uh, they bring in Demarcus Ware and Aqui 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 Yeah. So that's going to help the passing game with mm-hmm. Talib. Yes, and Marcus Mayer, where uh, rushing the passer, he's not as good as he was in his double-digit sack years when he's getting 16 a game. But in this defense, as aggressive as it is, I can see him getting like, 10, 11 sacks, especially on the same side as Von Miller. And probably the, the the most important thing is a guy like that. You know, Von Miller's still a young guy. He's gonna he's gonna be able to learn a lot from from Demarcus Ware and help. Demarcus Ward. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, help Von Miller further develop as as a, an elite pass rusher. Mm-hmm. So it's a win-win situation for everybody. And having those guys on, on opposite ends is well. Right now, it looks like they're going to be on the same. Oh, the same end. Okay. 
Well, still, that's not a that's not a bad situation to be a part of. No, it's not. You can't double team everybody on that team. So worried about the left side that someone's going to sneak around the right side and sack you. Um, so we both expect their defense to be much better than it was um, this year, uh, especially against the pass. I feel like the reason that they were so bad against the pass is because that's what they saw most. Other teams passing on them in order to catch up with Manning and right. the offensive side of all. Yeah, I mean, you you have to go. You have to take the risk of going toe to toe with Manning mm-hmm. because you're not going to have a lot of time to, to waste on, on pounding the ball. Exactly. So you want to check out the schedule right now? Sure. So but does it really matter? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think we have the same idea. Uh, okay, so they kick off the year against Indianapolis. Kansas City and Seattle, and have their their bye week is in week four. Ooh, wow! Yeah, early. After the bye week, they go Arizona, New York Jets, San Francisco, San Diego, New England, Oakland, St. Louis, Miami, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Diego, Cincinnati, Oakland. That's just uh, another year for Manny. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's that difficult of a schedule. Not at all. I mean the. It seems like the most difficult part of the season is uh, the first few weeks up into the bye week. I would say the, I'm looking right now, probably from week 5 to week 11 when they have Arizona, the Jets, San Francisco, San Diego, New England, Oakland, St. Louis. It's like one difficult game, then the next one is almost a bye week. It's just like a record. Arizona, then down to New York, up to San Francisco, down oh, to San Diego, yeah. up to New England, down to Oakland, back up to St. Louis. I can see that too. Yeah, that, that could definitely. And then the rest of the season, I think, is a, is an easy stretch from. That could definitely um, cause some fits for them. Mm-hmm. How many touchdowns do you think Payne Man throws this year? I'll, I'll go. Oh, if I had to set the over under at uh, 45 and a half, would you go above, over or under? I'd go under. And say right at 45. 45. You're hedging right there. Sorry, got hiccups. Um, what would you say? I was I say 42. I would expect him to throw as many as he did last year. Um, lost Decker. And honestly, it's hard to repeat a performance like that. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to uh, have on Denver? No, I mean... I mean, this might be the most boring team in the entire division because... They're so predictable. You already yeah, know what to expect. You know what to expect. You got it. All right, so... They're Barring like, any unforeseen problems. Yeah, <laughs> any injuries, things like that. Uh, win total for Denver, their over-under is 11 and a half. I think I know where we're both going. Yeah, it's it's obvious that it's going to be over. Mm-hmm. I can see them going 13 and 3 this 13 season. 13 and 3 again? Yeah. Going high right there, my friend. So you think they repeat, they repeat the same? I mean, because their schedule, except for that, that middling stretch, really isn't that difficult. No, not at all. And, and like I said, I think the first three games of the season are going to pose the, the toughest challenge. You're playing the defending champs who you were. De- you know, practically humiliated and demoralized against. Practically, and I like how you said that. Like they were practically no, they were they got beat like they owed someone money. And you're going to start off in a uh, tough game against Indianapolis, where mm-hmm. Indianapolis owned Denver all last year. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, there's a lot to to prove, like right out of the gate for this team. Um, I'm also going over. I say they're going 15, uh, 14 and two. I just can see them on a mission the entire year to um, basically right the wrong that happened to Super Bowl last year and just say, hey, that's not us. They're just going to be on a mission and use that embarrassment as fuel for the entire year, kind of like what the Spurs did um, this past NBA season. That sounds about right to me as well. I mean, I can't argue with that. You can't, and you won't. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the next team, the AFC West. Do you think, anybody's, huh? do you think anybody would ever actually bet against the, or bet go with the under? On on the, the Denver. Denver? Just to just to make a few million dollars if they were to, to take a risk. I don't know, something like that. That'd be interesting to see. How many it'd be interesting to see how many bets were actually placed on the under. It would be you'd have to have either you'd have to believe that Payman's gonna get hurt or you'd have a lot you need a lot of confidence in Kansas City or San Diego. Yeah. And I don't believe any <laughs> three of those things. Um Speaking of Kansas City, they're our next team up in the AFC West. Last year, the Chiefs went 11 and 5. Made the wild card. It's their first year with Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney? Andy Rooney. Andy Rooney. <laughs> Andy Rooney. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I don't know either. Andy Reid as the head coach. Andy Rooney. <laughs> is it, do you want to talk about that one? No, this is in 60 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the late Andy Rooney. I'll uh, leave. Too soon. Okay, over the offseason, the Chiefs released Dante Robinson and Brendan Flowers, the two starting cornerbacks. Um, yeah, I'm looking at this team, and I don't see any, like, I guess, quote-unquote, big sightings. Uh, they signed uh, offensive tackle Ryan Harris and offensive tackle Jamarcus Webb. Ooh. <laughs> um, what do you think about them? Well, I mean, I was encouraged by the by the you know the way they played last year. It's a good sign mm-hmm. with a first year head. Well, with a new head coach, yeah. with a new with a new quarterback and, and Alex Smith, a guy who who is a veteran who I think just didn't have the opportunity. Or didn't have the team around him to truly establish himself as a legitimate starting quarterback. You think so? In the past, yeah. I mean, he, he struggled for quite a bit, and it wasn't until two years ago that he was really starting to make, you know, really starting to come along. When Jim Harbaugh came along, yeah, Jim or John, I always get those reviews. Uh, Jim, one of the Harbaugh's. Yeah. So he was able to continue that with Andy Reid. In his first year, so you have to like the progression that, that both of them are, are taking with mm-hmm. this team. Yeah, very so. Um, speaking of um, Alex Smith, whenever I think of Alex Smith, I don't know if I'm still thinking of him from his early San Francisco game days, but I always think of him as like, you know, there's 32 starting quarterbacks. I always think of him as the the 16th best. Like he's the middle of the pack. Like you could always do better or do worse. He'll give you an average game. Yeah, because he's. Pretty efficient, mm-hmm. but he doesn't wow you with that efficiency. It's yeah. just efficiency. That's yeah, it. last year, uh, 60.6% uh, completion percentage, but he his passes only averaged six and a half yards. Right. That is, that's basically dumping it down to the running back and letting it run. He's the check down king. 
23 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Yeah. I mean, solid numbers, but... Middle of the pack. Yeah. Like I said. But look what happened. I mean, it, it, it contributed to, to get them to eleven and five. Yeah, definitely so. Um, the main person that makes this team go is Jamal Charles. No doubt about that. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at another thing. Last year, over twelve hundred yards and twelve touchdowns. Wow! I didn't realize he had scored that much. Who do you think was number two in the team in rushing? I believe it was Dexter McCluster. You're incorrect. It was no? Odd Smith. One hundred and thirty-one yards. Wow. That's right. Keep running. Alex Smith, his average rush was 5.7. His average pass was 6.5. <laughs> Check down, Kang. <laughs> uh, since we're already here, let's uh, talk about the offense. Last year, they were 24th in the passing game and 10th in the rushing game. It's basically Jamal Charles left, Jamal Charles right, Jamal Charles up the middle. And Alex Smith checked out. Yeah, checked out. And um, what's his name? Uh, the wide receiver for his team, Dwayne Bowe. He's on that um, same team with uh, Miles Austin out there with a ski mask and a gun. Because <laughs> ever since he got his contract extension, he's been trouble. I wouldn't even say trouble. He's been a borderline, almost waivable receiver. Yeah. I'm going to look up his stats real quick and see what he's done lately. And he's supposed to have the talent to be a number one receiver. Mm-hmm. And he's it, it's it's to the point where it's now just he's the number one receiver by, by default. default. Yeah. yeah. And not just because he is that good. Which is a shame when you're getting paid all that money. Yeah, he's getting paid a lot. Um, let's see. Last year, 57 uh, receptions, 673 yards. And his um, lowest average of his career, 11.8 yards per catch. Jeez. Go back to his um, breakout, I was, 2010 and 11. 2010, he averaged 16 yards a catch. 2011, averaged 14 yards a catch. Wow. Where's the speed at, son? <laughs> yeah. uh, what speed at this point? Nothing, nothing much there. Um, there's one person I want to talk about. Um, let me see if I can find their six-round pick. I believe his name is Zach Fulton. Mm-hmm. So, um, how would you feel about a six-round pick starting for you at right guard in his first year? It's a little scary. <laughs> I guess who started for the Chiefs in his first year? What's his name? Zach Fulton. Zach Fulton. <laughs> that is terrifying. That you. You couldn't find anybody on free agency or anything to, you know, put in there. So at least he's got someone to learn behind. And he's a six-round pick, so apparently you're not that high on him. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, they still have uh, Eric Fisher. But Eric Fisher is the left tackle. But the right side is question marks. Is Eric Winston with that team? Still with the team? No, I don't believe so. Oh, okay. Uh, at least I don't see him on here. Nope, 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 nope. Okay, uh, we'll go to the defensive side. Defense, they were 25th against the pass, 22nd against the rush. Wow, oh, and they were 11 and 5? Yeah. With a middle of the road quarterback? 
Yeah. That's impressive, I gotta say. That's Jamal again. That's Jamal Charles. Yeah. Now, let me go to the defensive side. Of and that's surprising for, for Andy Reid to have that kind of thing. I mean, he's an established uh, Super Bowl contending head coach to just settle for a top 25 defense. I don't think he was settling for anything. I just think they were underperforming. I don't know him, but I just, uh, what's what I'm looking for? You can only do so much with the parts around you. It's the best way to put it. Yeah. I mean, I, they, so. I mean, let me look. They have one of the best safeties in the league in Eric Berry, who oddly enough is afraid of horses. <laughs> the weirdest thing ever. Have you ever seen a horse kick? Yes, I've seen a horse kick. That's why you stand in front of it. Yeah. Um, have you seen their teeth? They chomp down a little bit, man. Are you afraid of horses? I'm afraid of riding them. Oh, you never rid a horse before? Uh, a pony. I think, yeah. You never rode a horse before? Let me try that again. Uh, not to my knowledge. Yeah, I've, I've rode one before, but that's like almost six years ago. It was fun. Um, what's that Texas countryside coming out, people? <laughs> Let's see, the linebackers, they still have Justin Houston and Derek Johnson uh, and uh, Tom Bahal Tom Lee. And oh, well, those guys were hurt for a portion of the season. So that, they? That, yeah. You know what? I believe you're right. Which one, Who was it? Justin Houston? And Tom Bahal Lee. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did get hurt. So that, when you have your two of your best players hurt for the majority of the season, that really is going to hurt you defensively. And Duh. and considering they did start off strong. Uh-huh. And I guess the five wins were probably closer towards the end of the season. Uh-huh. From what yeah. I remember, yeah. Now, now it's coming together. <laughs> That's why I'd say football is just a game of attrition. Um, I really think their defense is going to be better. Uh, not really. Still not sure about their pass game. I'm not really high on... Um, I almost called him Andy Dalton. How sad is that? Oh, no, Alex Smith. Let's go to the schedule, okay? Sure. All right. So last year they went 11 to 5, and this is what they have this year. They start the year with Tennessee, then Denver, Miami, New England, San Francisco. Their bye weeks in week six. That's a. It's kind of a tough start to the season. Okay, let's go. It gets worse. They have San Diego, St. Louis, the New York Jets, Buffalo, Seattle, Oakland, Denver, Arizona, Oakland, Pittsburgh, San Diego. Boy, that's that's making eleven and five look a little tough. Yeah. What's their over under looking like this year? This year under over is eight. Um I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go under. You're gonna go under. Yeah, I'm gonna say seven and nine. It's a. Uh, it's great that they went eleven and five last year, mm-hmm. but it just it just seems like they're gonna underperform for some. I have that feeling about this mm-hmm. team. Uh, yeah, I think the regression is gonna hit them like a Mack truck. Oh, how much did you want to say eight and eight? Pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I feel like this team and think they're going to go 8-8. Eight eight. That's really what I feel. But since we can't push because we're men, have to go over. Ugh. I really think that they're going to be two games. I really think they're going to be three gamers. I really think they're going to be 8-18. Eight eight but, uh, you know. It's a one-game difference. Yeah, it's a one-game game. 
one game, one game difference. Oh, I cannot speak. We ate and now I'm full and almost dizzy. Um, I'll go with you. I'm going under seven and nine as well. Ready for the next team? Yes, sir. All right, third team up in the AFC West is the Oakland Raiders. The Raiders last year went four and twelve. <laughs> and oh, Raiders. Let's see, what exactly are you doing? Um, you ready to hear what they did? That was so exciting. They signed quarterback Carlos Rogers. They signed Maurice Jones Drew. Signed uh, Antonio Smith from the Texans. They, did they trade? They traded for um, traded for Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub from Texans. I couldn't remember who was traded or signed outright. So basically, it was it was a typical Oakland offseason. They signed and gathered a bunch of guys that are probably past their prime. Probably, uh, if not already there, <laughs> in, um, in hopes of trying to uh, fill the gaps. Mm-hmm. And to uh, spend money so they make the salary floor. Right. Yeah. They had to spend, I think they, uh, I heard they had to spend like $30 million to make it up to the salary floor. Lord. Yeah. Signed Justin Tuck to a two-year contract. Resigned Derry McFadden. And ooh, not exactly happy about this team, are you? No. Um, offensively last year, they were 25th in the pass and 12th in the running game. And I'm looking at seeing like how were they that high in the running game? Well, McFadden was was healthy for no, he part not. of the season, and then they had to rely on I can't remember who, who Rashad Jennings, okay, who was overpaid to go to the uh, Giants. Um, let's see, Derry McFadden last year, 114 attempts, 379 yards. Is he the most snake-bitten uh, running back in the league right now? No, he's been that way for a long time. Is there anybody else that's worse than him? Currently, no. I mean, he was a, he's a, he was a fourth overall pick back in 2008. This is his seventh season. And he's, man, he's, pl- he's probably played the equivalent of four and a half seasons. Let's see, this is, a, this is how many games he's played. This is higher than I thought it would be, starting with his rookie year. 13, 12, 13, 7, 12, 10. Yeah, it's about the equivalent of about five seasons. You know what it is about McFadden? He he doesn't, I don't think he misses as many games you think he does, but he's always hurt. It's some nagging injury. It's it's a hamstring or Achilles or something like that. It makes him um, half as effective as he'd be if he could stay healthy. Porcelain-like. Yeah, like I, I said before, health is a skill. And some people, you know... Even outside of the world of football, never seem to get hurt, never seem to get sick, and there are people who, you know, get sick, have a cold like every three days. Right. Um, I think those are hypochondriacs if they're getting it every three days. Quite possibly. Um, so Terrell Pryor is no longer the quarterback. They're going with Matt Schaub, who can we is they say he was a dumpster fire last year? <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for Matt Shaw. He's a good guy, and by all accounts, he's, he was active in the Houston community with charities and things like that. But it was his, the ship has sailed. Yeah, I mean, every, everybody's time has to come eventually. Mm-hmm. And his came just 
it seemed abruptly. It, it really did. It, the signs had been there, but it just kind of really uh, drove home yeah, this past bad. year. Um, yeah, and Oakland really needed a quarterback. Three quarterbacks to start: Terrell Pryor, Mac McGloin, and Matt Flynn. <sighs> Last year, the com- uh, completion percentage: the three of them, fifty-seven point four. 15 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. Wow. Looks like what Eli Manning did in one year and by himself. The combined 44 sacks. <laughs> oh, God. They need all the help they can get. <laughs> yeah, it's not a lot to... to right home. Right. Wide receivers, they have James Jones from the Packers, correct? Yes. And Rod Streeter. Sounds like an old '90s basketball player's <laughs> name. It might be, you don't know. <laughs> um, so who should be the star? You think Darren McFadden or uh, MJD? I think you have to go with McFadden still. Really? Yeah. Even though they brought MJD and paid him a nice little sum of money. Yeah. You know, McFadden, when he is healthy, he is a pretty effective res- uh, running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the the games that. I know I enjoyed him on my fantasy team. The the games that he was healthy, uh, but <laughs> those those weren't being watched. Right. Um, you know, I think he still has has the legs for it. I mean, really, he's not that old. Essentially, if he hasn't played that many games, and Maurice Jones Drew is the clock is winding down for this guy just overall, and it just seems like one of those. Last last ditch efforts, I guess, by both sides, the Raiders and and his his team. Is it just me, or does it feel like the Raiders are always the team that um, el- um, older veterans go to on their last legs, and they always get like a, a payday they don't deserve? <laughs> like the Raiders always pay for past expo- uh, performance and not future performance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one question I'm gonna ask you: Do you think Matt Shop has a bounce back coming? No, no, not with the receivers he has. I mean, he had Andre Johnson for eight years, you know, and he couldn't really get it done as well as we would have hoped. I mean, he had some really good seasons mm-hmm. with the Texans. So when you're wrong, he threw for over four thousand yards, almost, almost every, okay, almost four years, but three years. One, two, three, five, six, seven. So three out of the seven years he played, which. Man, it's not bad at all. And I think... Um, and was on pace for 4,000 yards in two of the seasons he got hurt. Yeah, so, you know, I think his, his he's well past his prime, it seems like, at this point. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't have the talent that he had around him in Houston. So I don't see him bouncing back sky high, but maybe an improvement. I, I agree with you, but I definitely see an improvement. Last year... Through 10 touchdowns. How many interceptions do you think he threw? Didn't he feel like 12? 14. 14. Uh, every Texans fan listening is like, he threw 15! <laughs> right. Um, I'm pretty sure that he won't throw, um, sorry, five um, game pick sixes, or pick six and five consecutive games this year. That, I'm pretty sure that won't happen. So I expect a little bit of a bounce back. I feel like that was... 
that was just a bad luck, freaky. No, that was just um, an indictment on the entire Texan season. Just one of those, uh, like how the Steelers are going to go through this year. <laughs> it was just one of those anomalies that really threw everything out of whack. Yeah, I agree. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Last year, the Raiders were 28th against the pass, 13th against the rush. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> these, the, reason, the only reason they were 13th against the rush is because it was so easy to pass on them. <laughs> and I'm looking at this team. Okay, so, you know, they drafted Khalil Mack. He'll be their strong side linebacker, which is great. Um, and they still have G.J. Hayden, quarterback from the University of Houston. Well, that's right. Him. But here are their starters on the line. Lamar Woodley old, Pat Sims, Antonio Smith old, and Justin Tuck. Old. Yeah. How old is Pat Sims? He might be older than I think he is. Look, those are guys that had great years and, you know, Pat Sims only 28, so okay, he's a young guy. Guys who had some great years in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Antonio Smith, a Super Bowl competing uh, lineman. Uh, Justin Tuck, a Super Bowl winning lineman. Mm-hmm. Yes, back in 2007. Yeah. Everything's great, you know, seven years ago. But all you can do is age, and that's the problem. Seven years and quite a few Subway commercials later, <laughs> he's uh, not the same guy that that you would like for him to be, but just, I guess, a name, really, at this point. Just a guy that you can only recognize in those Subway commercials. Uh, yeah. In their uh, secondary, Charles Woodson is still playing. This is be his 17th season. Kudos, I kudos to him. Kudos to him, but I can... Expect to see him getting burnt constantly tonight uh, <laughs> and during the year. Because 37 8 27. 37 is, yeah, it's a long ways from that point. All right, you want to go to the schedule, my friend? Sure. Schedule. That schedule is ridiculous. Listen to this. Start your year off with the New York Jets. Then Houston. New England, Miami, then a bye week in week five. Come back week six, San Diego, Arizona, Cleveland, Seattle, Denver, San Diego, Kansas City, St. Louis, San Francisco, Kansas City, Buffalo, Denver. Are you kidding me? What happened to balancing the schedules? <laughs> Apparently, they don't balance a damn thing in Oakland. That is ridiculous. Their last, what's that? That last 12 games, there's a chance they can go 2-10 and 10 after the bye week. <laughs> so what's their over-under? Over-under is 5. Last year they went 4-12. and 12. Their under-over is 5 wins. Let's go with the under on these, on these guys. Let's go 3-13. and 13. And the probable number one pick in next year's draft. I mean... I mean, the first four games, New York, Houston, New England, and Miami, they can go two and two? Possibly. I mean, they can beat New York and Miami and lose to Houston and New England, and then it just turns the hell out that body. <laughs> I'm going under as well. I say they matched the record last year, so they're four and 12 again. It's a, it's a sad thing that they might they might be better. They might improve. 
but the record's either going to be the same or worse because that is a, a hell of a schedule. That should be illegal that schedule so bad. <laughs> Anything else you would like to say about them before we move on to the last team? Good luck, Oakland. <laughs> Good luck, Oakland. All right. All right, so the last team in the division is um, San Diego. Last year the Chargers went nine and seven. Yep, nine and seven. Enjoyed some incredible weather and incredible bounce back season with Philip Rivers. Did not see that coming. Let's see what did the Chargers do all in the off season. Go ahead, talk about how you love the Chargers or don't. I don't know. Uh, they're just they've always just been one of those teams that. Uh, for the most part, it's contended, but they have kind of, Not they're just getting old lately. Old lately. Uh, but just, you know, Father Time is catching up with these guys. Antonio Gates and Philip Rivers. The, the days of Ladanian Tomlinson dominating uh, running back are long gone. And <laughs> so was Ladanian Tomlinson. Right. Um, yeah. That's so that's pretty much where they stand, and they... Don't have a lot much more going on for them. They just find a way to win at this mm-hmm. point. So last year, the Chargers, offensively, they were fourth in the pass and 13th in the running game. Well, I'd love for you to explain that. I mean, like I said, Phillip Rivers had a, a renaissance here. Completion, completion percentage of 69.5, over 4,400 yards, 32 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Yeah, there's no denying that he's still a really, really good quarterback. I mean... Top ten for sure, maybe top seven, but I guess maybe top seven. Going between five and ten, uh, sort of. But he, uh, you know, doesn't have a whole lot of weapons. I mean, he's got what, Malcolm Floyd. Um, this year, he's got Malcolm Floyd. Let me check. But right now, they have Vincent Brown, Eddie Royal. Keenan Allen, yeah, Michael Ford sold the team. Yeah, those are just and and Toyo, Toyo Gates and one guy everybody's looking forward to, Ladarius Green, as tight end. Really, I mean, uh, uh, mm-hmm. overall sounds like a solid group of receivers, but guys that at least he can get the ball to, mm-hmm. but no one that really stands out from the pack. I mean, just there's that one guy who probably had more receiving yards than anybody, but not. Because someone had to, I guess. Um, let's look at a team uh, on the running game. Ryan Matthews. Last year, it was actually a breakout year for him. Uh, over 1,200 yards, six, six touchdowns, and he didn't break either collarbone. <laughs> what was it? Two years ago, he scored one touchdown and broke two collarbones. <laughs> Man, that's, that's rough. <laughs> Um, putting it lightly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see who else was team can we talk about? <laughs> you're, you're like zoning out. You're like whatever. Go to the next thing. That's about it, man. I mean, they're fine. Is it? I think their offense is still good. Like you said, it's getting older. But with um, Vincent Brown and Keelan Allen, they have young wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonio Gates is, you know, another. He's yeah, as uh, old saying, he's got a foot in the grave and another foot in the Hall of Fame already. Right, pretty much. Yeah. And hopefully, you say Ryan Matthews stay healthy. That's all you can ask for. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Last year, Chargers were 29th against the pass, 
12th against the Rush. Again, like the uh, Oakland, Oakland Raiders, you're good against the Rush because no one runs on you. <laughs> Passing game is terrible. I mean, they have Dwight Freeney as outside uh, linebacker, but he's a shell of himself. On the yeah, on the, he's 34, and isn't he suspended for the first four games? Is it a uh, substance? I remember someone is suspended because of um, took some kind of fertility drill, fertility drug to. Um, they uh, his head was to help wife get pregnant, but usually what people do is when they're doing um, testosterone, they take the testosterone um, long enough for it to build muscle and things like that, and then they'll take estrogen like to um, bring them down. Yeah, bring them down, and therefore their body can go back to to making t- testosterone on its own. I can't remember it was him or someone else. I feel sorry if I lied about his good name. <laughs> oh well. Somebody would yell and tell us about it. <laughs> Manti Teo. Oh, yeah, there's that guy. It feels like he went to the West Coast and we all just completely forgot about him. I think that was the plan all along. Yeah, that's a good plan. Um, let me see what his stats were last night. What do you think about Teo? Look, he's, he's a guy that belongs in San Diego essentially. He's a guy that doesn't need a lot of exposure because he had a lot of exposure in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he just needs to be in a place where he can just play the game and put in a, a good day's effort, you know, week in and week out. Last year he had 66 sacks. Tackles. Uh, tackles, I'm sorry. That's 66 sacks. I think that'll be a bigger story. Yeah, yeah 66 uh, tackles, zero sacks, zero force fumbles, zero interceptions. It's just a guy on the bench. Yeah. Well, he's going to be starting this year. And um, he's a little undersized. No. Is he? How yeah, he's 6'1, 240 pounds. Yeah, but. I, I wish to be undersized <laughs> like <right>. that. <laughs> it's like, he's undersized. For football, right. not for real people. <laughs> um, I have nothing more to say. I don't know why I don't find the Chargers that exciting. So you just zoom right through there. Well, I think because if, if you were in San Diego, you'd probably rather go some, do something else than go watch the Chargers. Like go outside and enjoy the 76-degree weather right. with beautiful sunshine and beautiful women. Yes. All right, so. Or Comic Con. That's it. <laughs> Schedule. For uh, the Chargers. They start off the year with Arizona, then Seattle, Buffalo, Jacksonville, New York Jets, Oakland, Kansas City, Denver, Miami, and then bye week in week 10. Well, again, any team that's getting that late that late season bye week, we like a hell of a lot more than the, the guy who has the team that has the bye week in week four. four five. Absolutely. After the bye week, they come back with Oakland, San Diego, uh, Oakland, St. Louis. Baltimore, New England, Denver, San Francisco, Kansas City. That second half schedule is tough. Yeah. I mean, having St. Louis, then Baltimore, New England, Denver, and then San Francisco, that's a crazy uh, five-week stretch. And sandwich that around. That's sandwiched by, you know, two division foes in Oakland and Kansas City. Right. But I think early on in the schedule, they have a chance of – Starting out strong mm-hmm. and having a little cushion 
towards the end of the season if, if they need to. Mm-hmm. So where did they go last year? Last year they were nine and seven. Okay, and what's their under over eight? Yeah. Eight? I can see them go nine and seven again. I hate how Vegas has these eights. I wish they put <laughs> eight and a half so I can go under and go eight and eight. Right. <laughs> so you're going over? Yeah. What is that, my friend? You know, I think it's it's you like like we've said it's it's winding down for Philip Rivers and company. It's it's getting close to those last hurrahs. I think a guy should go out as best as he can uh, while he's still healthy. And the receiving core is decent enough to, to get some wins. And that's about it. You have to have a good attitude if you're living and playing and playing in San Diego. So it's got to be some hope and optimism for that team. I, I also picked the over, but I picked them to go 10-6 and six because someone has to win. <laughs> the games in the division, right. especially against Oakland and Kansas City, who both think are going to take a step backwards. Yeah, um, like you said, uh, Philip Rivers plus that passing game, and I think their defense is going to be a little better than it was last year. Expect yeah. Manti Teo to step up and have more than sixty tackles. He'll finally get a sack this <laughs> year. I guarantee that one. Let the Manti Teo watch begin, huh? Because no one was watching for his girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> Manti Teo jokes. So timely. <laughs> Still to this day. <laughs> Anything else you want to say about the AFC West? No, I, I think we've covered it all, man. I think we've dissected as much as we can for these teams. <laughs> yeah. And we, again, we go... We, we talk about these teams, you know, before we do the podcast, like, oh, I don't have anything to talk about this team, this team, and this team. It's going to be a 30-minute podcast. And once again, we make it to 45 minutes. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Good stuff. We're doing something right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll know what the people listen to. Right. All right. Um, say whatever you want to say to the people. Cool. Uh, you know it, guys. We we dig all the support, mm-hmm. all the love you guys show. Keep on hitting that download button and leave any feedback that you feels necessary, positive or negative. We Absolutely. always want to get better. Let us know what's going on, what you guys think. Uh, again, thanks for all the love and support. We can't wait for you guys to. Listen to the next episode. Yeah, we can't wait to record the next episode. For exactly. You we think we're long-winded now? Where do we talk about a team that we actually like? Right. Next episode might be forty-five minutes of just Texans talk. <laughs> All right. Let's see about that. Yeah, we shall. All right, guys. For Anthony, I'm the Quincy. Later, babies.